Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello. Hello, everybody. Today is Freedom Friday, and it is January 6th. 2017. Did you say a January? A January. A January. Sixth. Cool. 2017. That's right. This is, I think, is this the first Freedom Friday of the year? I think it is. I think so. Wow. Okay. What we're going to talk about, what we have in store for you, is this new disease that's <laughs> overtaking the country. Oh, yeah. It's called TDS. And we're going to explain that. We're going to explain it to you, Luthe. Explain it. TDS. There's people suffering from TDS. I don't even think a deliverance ministry can can do anything about this. It's that's that how, bad. That's how bad it is. Ooh. It's really bad. Then we're going to talk yeah. about um, some new California law uh, that really, it does, it legalizes child prostitution. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you, folks. Cuckoo-fornia, man. They're off the deep end. Thank God we're not there anymore. I know. I'm so glad we the Lord brought us out of that state. We were born and res, raised cuckoo Californians, man, I'm telling you. But, man, once you get out of it and look back, oh, Lord, it's nuts. Well, I, I really think a lot of this is they're gearing up to fight uh, the Trump administration. Sure. Every, to, you know, tooth and nail. Yep. So they're doing everything they can to, um, I don't know, shore up their liberal nonsense or whatever, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're crazy. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a little bit. It's no joke. We have, um, this kind of mysterious illness that's tied to, and you're going to, you're just going to blow your mind on this marijuana use. No. Yes. Yes. Marijuana. Yep. The chickens have come home to roost. Say it isn't so. Yeah. And then this weird, uh, mummified body that was found in a Detroit garage. Very sad. That's really pretty gross. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about this veteran politician. I know you're going, was he a Democrat? Yes, he was. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but he is a pervert. And we're going to talk about how he groped um, a female victim. And you're like, well, that's common for politicians to grope females. You know, they do that. He's a demon rat. He's a I mean, demon it? rat. Yes. Uh, except that his victim was 103 years old. Oh, that's nasty. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And then um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, hmm. about the singer resigns from the choir because she couldn't, um, she doesn't want to perform at, in the inauguration. Uh, but the story goes deeper than that because I just found out there is a gay uh, Mormon organization for gay Mormons. And I, think I find it's, that, I find that surprising. Yeah. And I think and it's I a really l- shouldn't. little hypocritical. You know, but uh, yeah, there's an organization for gay Mormon 
uh, supports. I did not know that. Oh, I yeah. didn't either. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, my friend. Yes. So if you will give a scripture, we will get right on to this. Okay. And I think everybody will be just thrilled. I'm going to read from four books. Okay. But not four books, but I'm going to read from... We're going to be here a while. Four <laughs> books. All right. Okay. The first one is Matthew 24. It says, uh, seven, For a nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And I really want us to focus on... Um, the iniquity abounding okay, and that's, you know, waxing our, our love. Yeah. And God says that they shall know who we are because of our love. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the second scripture is James one twelve says, blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Now let's go to Ephesians six ten. says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. And this is what's going to protect you from growing cold. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Mm -hmm. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked." And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And then the last scripture will be found in Romans fifteen thirteen, that says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. It was like a little mini sermon there. Cool. Cool. It was good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Lord Peanut. <laughs> okay. TDS, sweeping the nation. What is that? What is TDS, you might add? Well, this is from a Los Angeles Times. It's an op-ed piece. And it's entitled, Do You Suffer from Trump Derangement Syndrome? I think not. TDS, Yes. Well, let's look at the um, symptoms, right? Called TDS. It's rapidly spreading from point of origin, which is the political base, the political class, to the rest of the population at large. What is the first stage of the disease in TDS? Well, people who suffer from Trump derangement syndrome first begin to lose all sense of proportion. Mm. In other words, when he does a tweet, it provokes a firestorm as if 140 characters were all it took to change the world. 
So there's no proportion. It's like, oh, he combed his hair different. Oh, he tweeted this. Oh, so the he... perspective is kind of skewed. Yes, that's right. So they get a little, they get a little nutty with that. Okay. So that's like the first beginning things, you know, you're just watching every little thing he does, you know, uh, how about remember that when he had his, uh, he had dinner with his family oh. and, he, and he ditched the, uh, the press corps. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were so upset oh, because how dare he have dinner and not let us know. Yes. Okay. Then when you reach the mid level stages of TDS, there's a profound effect on the victim's vocabulary. They begin to speak differently. Sufferers from TDS speak a distinctive language, Ms. Kapow. Mm. It's consisting solely of hyperbole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for example, um, Politico recently ran a piece and they said that Trump supposedly, supposedly, has made an unprecedented decision to continue use, continue using his private security force, which provoked former independent presidential candidate Ivan McMullen, never heard of the guy, hmm. he, to tweet. He tweeted this, quote, a predictable move for a kleptocratic authoritarian who wants to operate outside the bounds of law and basic ethical standards. Even more troubling, he may use the force's lack of government oversight and presidential veneer to carry out extra legal acts of force. What? Wow. So the mid-level stages of TDS, you begin to talk stupid. <laughs> the first stages, you begin to be stupid. You're out of proportion, like everything he does. Oh, my God, he's going to use his own security force. Oh, Lord. And then you start talking about, uh-oh. Mm. He's, he's going to create brown shirts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is Nazi Germany. Oh, exactly. And there's nothing to support this either. No, whether it's true or not, um, we don't know. But but that's part of TDS, see? Mm-hmm. See, when you don't have TDS, you can ask yourself questions like you just like asked. Yeah. Is there any support for this? Uh, is this even true? But when you have TDS, it doesn't matter, right? Okay, so... It's um, it's quite a stretch to, to suggest that a desire to keep trusted lieutenants is actually a sinister plot to create a version of the brown shirts. But such illogical leaps are the pathway to the next stage of TDS. And what is that? A state of constant hysteria. Yes. And that's so true. Constant hysterical. hysteria. Yes. Uh, America in general is under constant hysteria. I mean, just... Man, one thing after another is, it's just, uh, but when you got TDS, you're just, yeah. you're way up there, right? You're just, just everything's crazy. Okay. So as the disease progresses, okay, TDS progresses, the afflicted sufferers, these poor people lose the ability to distinguish fantasy from reality. They become disassociated, Ms. Powell. Hmm. Despite Trump's expressed desire to work something out for the so-called dreamers, you know, the the Mexicans who came over illegally, those brought here as very young children. Trump's critics continue to harp on this issue. Immigration advocate Frank Shari, executive director of America's Voice, who's had a very bad case of TDS recently, he inadvertently revealed his mindset when he said, quote, 
before anyone falls into the trap of believing that Trump is softening on immigration, they should remember that we've all seen this movie before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Now the sufferers of TDS and I, poor souls, poor souls. I, I don't know what, what you can do for it. Especially, especially if Obamacare gets delayed and repealed or whatever, there's not yeah. going to be any, there's not going to be any Obamacare for TDS. That's what I'm telling you. It's a pre-existing condition, and um, I don't know how that's going to work out. I really don't. They might just have mental hospitals where sufferers of TDS can go and live the rest of their sorry little lives. It's sad. In the advanced stages of TDS, the afflicted lose touch with reality. Opinion is unmoored from fact. It doesn't matter. Life resembles a dark fairy tale in which the villain is Trump. Mm. They, they dream of him at night and he's like haunting them in their sleep going, and his hair's flapping in the wind. And he's coming at him and it's scary. Trump is an almagam of all the worst tyrants in history, past, present, while the heroes are Trump's critics like Don Lemon Rachel Maddow. You know what I mean? Those are heroes. Wow. And um, so those heroes are, are akin to like resistant fighters mm. in World War II. You know what I'm saying? That's the last stages of TDS. The TDS <laughs> victims routinely compare Trump to Hitler. Time magazine wow. ran an opinion piece that asked just how similar is Donald Trump to Hitler? And the answer was the comparison between Hitler and Trump is so poignant because both men represent their personal character as the antidote to all social and political problems. Wow. Yeah. I, if Trump just, if he took some of that hair that he has on his head and put just a dab under his nose. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, Hitler's been dead for 70 years. Mm-hmm. So some of the victims of TDS kind of feel the need for a more current boogeyman. Mm-hmm. So then they go and they, they find one in Vladimir Putin. Oh, right. Um, who they assist ordered a hacking campaign to help Trump win the election. So the, these are these are part of the. See, and these kind of people, there's no there's no reasoning with them. No, because they suffer reason. from TDS. Yeah. They suffer from this disease, this mental, this mental incapacity to, to, to see logic. So if you ask a TDS victim, and they are the victims of TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, you have to feel sorry for them. Feel sorry for them. Um, If you ask a TDS victim what might help them feel better, they'll use the word normalize. As in, we mustn't normalize Trump. What they're really saying is that normal means of dealing with him aren't enough. Which raises the question, if... He's another Hitler. If he's in league with Putin, then why is assassination out of the question? Wow. You poke a TDS victim and you'll find they don't think that solution. Exactly. They don't think that that solution is out of the question at all. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the final stage of TDS. It's epidemic violence against a democratically elected leader. That really is scary. Well, here's the thing. Unless unless a cure is found for TDS, this is where we're all headed. Oh. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> oh! Scary. Oh, man. You talk about some kooky people. 
Yeah. Hello. California legislators. I mean, my Lord. What they say is that their new law does not legalize child prostitution. But I'm telling you, it does. Oh, yeah. When you read it, it really does. Here's what they did. It was a Democratic. Oh, I know it's going to. That's that's a mind boggling, right? Mm-hmm. A Democratic backed legislation aimed at protecting underage sex trafficking victims actually pushes minors into prostitution. Beginning January 1st this year, this is true, folks. I'm not making this up. Prostitution by minors will be legal in California. Prostitution by minors is now legal in California. And here's how they wrote it. Here's, here's, Here's their thinking because they suffer from TDS and a lot of other things they suffer for. Assemblyman Travis Allen, whose district covers parts of Orange County. Wow. Uh, which is conservative, by the way. Orange County is a conservative co- uh, county in uh, Southern California. Wrote Thursday in the conservative D.C. publication, the Washington Examiner. He wrote this. Allen's attack on the terribly destructive legislation has lit up social media. But the intention of the law is not as alarming as he suggests its supporters say. Here's what it is. It's Senate Bill 1322. It was signed into law by Democratic Governor Jerry Brown Moonbeam. Mm-hmm. The dude is oh, he, the dude's he's, the dude's still suffering from will. crack cocaine use when he used to sniff cocaine with the likes of Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. and the Eagles and all the celebrities back in the uh, early seventies. He dated Linda Ronstadt. The dude was a hippie back then. He disappeared for a while, and now they reelected him governor. Uh, Jerry Brown Moonbeam. He signed it in September and it went into effect January 1st. Teenage girls and boys in California will soon be free. Well, they are now Mm -hmm. to have sex in exchange for money without fear of arrest or prosecution. Wow. Yes. Wow. SB 1322. Here's what it does. It bars law enforcement cops. Law enforcement, detectives, from arresting sex workers. What's a sex worker? It's a prostitute. Male and female. It bars law enforcement from arresting sex workers who are under age 18 for soliciting or engaging in prostitution or loitering with the intent to do so. Wow. And then they say they didn't decriminalize it? Yeah. They just made it legal. Mm-hmm. Child prostitution is legal. It's you can't arrest them. You can't arrest them. Mm-mm. If you're a pimp and you have a you have a cache of twelve year old girls, and you put them out on the street, sure encourages that, doesn't it? You, they can't be arrested. No, nope. they can't be arrested wow. by this law. And that's true. The law does state that minors won't be treated as criminals if they are caught under such circumstances. But state Democrats say that distinction was necessary so that the children aren't being blamed or punished for their situation. Really? That's the logic behind this? Oh, 
that's the logic behind it. You see, they're pedophiles, man. Yep. That all goes back to satanic see, pedophilia. See, we were talking about that a while back, and it's all started in it Britain mm-hmm. with the laws that protected these pedophiles. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a year ago, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and we kept saying, it's coming here, folks. And here it is. And they're going to legalize pedophilia. And you knew after the gay marriage legalization... It opened a whole Pandora's box. Yep. And it was just going to get deeper and deeper because when you're addicted to sex, demonic sex, it's like hell. Mm -hmm. There's no satisfaction. You just got to keep going deeper and deeper. They're never satisfied. Didn't Mick Jagger write about that? Yes. I can't get no. Oh, don't sing it. (laughs) Well, kids, like if I had, if, if I was a pimp. And I had a couple of nine-year-old girls and a couple of 11-year-old boys, right? Maybe even a seven-year-old boy. I put them out in the street, right? I put them out on the street in East Riverside as prostitutes. And they're going to go, and I go, go make daddy some money, right? They can't be arrested in California. Instead, they are to be treated as victims who can be placed into a safe environment by the Department of Social Services keeping them out of the criminal justice system and potentially off the streets again, forced into prostitution. Yeah. How does that work? And that was said by state Senator Holly Mitchell, who introduced the bill. Wow. Wow. Um, That's disgusting. Yes. This makes me sick. Yes. Now, uh, the guy who wrote this op-ed says that... He believes they're all misguided because it would theoretically allow pimps, just like my example, who exploit children to continue doing so because the children aren't being adequately removed. That's right. Simply put, more time on the street and less time in jail means more and more money for, for pimps exactly. and more victims for mm-hmm. them to exploit. I mean, exactly. come on. Exactly. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Yes. It, it, it's terrible. Um so they pushed this law and they sold it that it's supposed to protect vulnerable children from adult abuse. <laughs> oh my God. That's terrible. The other thing that's amazing is that those who solicit the children, it's only a misdemeanor. So the Johns, well, you know. So well. while minors will be exempt from criminal charges under the new law, anyone caught engaging in acts with them will still be subject to prosecution since sex with a minor is considered statutory rape, right? Mm-hmm. But the kids won't be arrested, but, the, but the, the Johns will. Various district attorney offices in the state have expressed a similar apprehension towards the law, but some say it's because the state just isn't ready to provide adequate services. Oh, my goodness. So, um, oh my but goodness. if they're just solicited, it's only a misdemeanor. But, but this is true. I mean, this, is, this sounds like something off from the onion. You know, like a satire piece. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's true. It's true, Ms. Kapow. Can you believe that? It's disgusting. Wow. It really is disgusting. And, and the way, it, the, the, the hypocrisy, the way it's worded, it's to protect the children. Why put a criminal rap on them? Why, why um, go after them criminally? When, when you just, they just need to get help. See, and the TDS people don't say anything about this. No, they're, they're mad because... You know, Donald wore his hair a certain way. Um, you know, he said this. He tweeted that. Uh, wow. He he didn't have his uh, intelligent meaning uh, like he said he was. I mean, you know, Jeez. my goodness. My goodness. Wow. Can you imagine that? And then you live in California and you pay all these exorbitant taxes, taxes. for stuff like this. 
My goodness. Well, at least the fart tax will go to something good. The fart tax is very real, and they're taxing the dairy farmers for the flatulence of their cows in California (laughs) because they say it causes climate change. It's disgusting. Weed is also legal in California now. Can you imagine that? They're already kooky. Give them a little dope. Yeah. My Lord, what's going to happen? We've been saying this for a while about the legalization of marijuana. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, people people who are for uh, smoking their dope, they're almost militant about it. Yeah. I mean, they are militant. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, we have an inalienable right to uh, get high and um, do whatever we want to do. And like I said, you get high in your own house, do whatever you want. I, I don't care. Yeah, Less. but you know they're not going They're to. not. They're going to do it in public. They're going to get behind the wheel of a car. Mm-hmm. They're going to be stupid. Um, mysterious illness is tied to marijuana use on the rise <laughs> in states with legal weed. <gasps> what? No, don't. Tell me it isn't so. Yes. Here's this guy named Lance Crowder. For two years now, he's having severe abdominal pain and he vomits. Hmm. And the local doctors can't figure out why. They can't figure out why. Can't they find a marijuana, marijuana with a certain uh, something, something that need, help him? You need a marijuana doctor. You need a marijuana doctor. Finally, an emergency room physician in Indianapolis had an idea. The first question he asked was if this guy was taking hot showers to find relief. His stomach hurts. He's throwing up. The doctor says, are you taking hot showers to find relief? Yeah, that would be the first thing I'd be thinking of. But there's a reason why he said this, because he's seen this, this, these patients. Mm. He's putting two, to, two and two and together. Oh, I see. When he asked that question to that guy... The dude said he basically fell into tears because I knew he had an answer. Mm-hmm. The answer was cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. What? CHS, not TDS, not Trump derangement syndrome, but CHS, cannabinoid hyper, hypermesis syndrome, CHS. Oh, for the love of pizza. That's. Uh, oh, for the love of pizza. It's caused by heavy, long term use of various forms of marijuana. For unclear reasons, the nausea and vomiting are relieved by hot showers or baths. Isn't that weird? <laughs> you know why? Because this weed is not the same weed. No, it's not. It's that, poison. Yeah, it's not the same stuff that your, your, your grandma grew mm-hmm. in the backyard. It's like cigarettes. Weren't the kind of cigarettes. You know, the yes. old people, old, old, old people. My grandma, my grandma yes. smoked my tobacco since she was nine years old. They were farmers. She grew her, they grew their own tobacco plant, their own tobacco weed. Mm-hmm. She rolled her own cigarettes since she was nine years old and she died of diabetes. She never mm-hmm. died of lung, but it was pure plant. It didn't have the chemicals and the, exactly. you know, it didn't have all the radiation and stuff in it. So anyway. Here's the chickens are coming home to roost on this uh, medical marijuana thing. So what happens is these people often come into the emergency room three, four, five different times before they can sort it out. Um, this one guy was saying, and he's he works in Colorado, and so they did a study 
And and they're showing that since 2009, when medical marijuana became widely available, that emergency room visits uh, and the diagnosis for CHS in two Colorado hospitals nearly doubled. In 2012, the state legalized recreational marijuana. It, It doubled. It is certainly something that before legalization, we almost never saw or um, even heard of. Now they're seeing it quite frequently. So this stuff is... Poison. Yeah, it's not all the natural stuff that these no proponents No wonder they want say. you to ingest this stuff. It's mm-hmm. killing you. Mm-hmm. Outside of Colorado, when patients do end up in an emergency room, the diagnosis is often missed. Partly because doctors don't know about CHS and partly because patients don't want to admit to using a substance that's illegal. But it's not illegal in in a lot of states now. Mm -mm. CHS can lead to dehydration and kidney failure, but usually resolves within days of stopping drug use. Um, So that's what happened to Crowder when he when he just quit taking it. He recovered and felt better. And listen to what he says. Here's what's amazing. He says, now all kinds of ambition has come back. Mm. See, they want to dumb you down. The guy didn't have any ambition. He was just a dopehead. But they will fight like militants to argue with you that it doesn't affect them. So Crowder, who suffered from this disease, quits the dope. And he says, all kinds of ambition has come back. I desire so much more in life. And at 37 years old, it's a little late to do it, but better now than never. So he's actually living as a human should. You can see the plans of the Agenda 21. Yes. Being worked out here. You really can. It's more sinister than I think than we all all realize. All realize it's the devil weed. (laughs) Okay, you want to take a commercial break or what? Let's take a commercial break. Okay, then we will be back. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless, in the dark. Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny, I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com All right, we're back. Yay! You know, we live in a bizarre society, anywho, and times are just so weird. But um, this is a weird story. It's out of Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's really kind of sad. Uh, this uh, victim, it's almost like no one cared about this uh, this person there for so long. But a mummified body—that's right—a mummified body was found in a Detroit garage. But here's what's weird about it: um, they're gonna—they <laughs> can't do an autopsy on it because it's so old and mummified. They have to—they had to call in an anthropologist. Mm. To determine a bunch of host of factors, uh, like if it was male or female and the cause of death. But here's what's weird. The discovery happened about 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Can you imagine this? You're a potential home buyer. You're looking to buy a home and you're inspecting a home that you want to buy. 
And so you go into the garage of the home and lo and behold, you find a 1990 Plymouth Acclaim in the garage. And you're thinking, huh? Huh. Does the car come with the house? Mm hmm. A 1990 Plymouth Acclaim. I mean, hey, you talk about a chickmobile. Wow. that's a, You're going to be a chick magnet driving that thing. She betcha. So you're thinking, cool. Well, then you look into the back seat and yeah. there is a dead body in that yeah. back seat. And Not it's so appealing anymore. No. Can you imagine the, oh. the, 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 the smell? I don't know. Oh. But it's been there so long, it's a mummy. See, that's even grosser. <sighs> it's just weird times. You know, that something like this would yeah. even happen. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Jackson, who is a spokeshole for the Wayne County Medical Examiner's Office, said officials estimate that the body had been there for years and it was beyond the decomposition stage when the body is brown. <laughs> it's just mummy. That's nasty. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. He said medical examiners just inspected the body. They're going to wait uh, the arrival of an anthropologist to, to look at it. Because they, don't even, they can't even deal with it. They don't know if it's male, female. They don't know what caused the death. Um, they should sell the house for a dollar. I know. I know. I mean. I wouldn't want it, though. Did you think. For a dollar. You know, I have all kinds of questions. Like, how, how, how could this not have been discovered before? Exactly. How? 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 Well, they called the police. And uh, the owners of the home said that the home had been rented to a family that did not use the garage. Hmm. The potential homeowner opened up the car door. The guy who was looking at the house to buy it. He saw the decomposed body. He um, <laughs> freaked out. Yeah. When the cops came, they talked to the current tenants of that location. And they were told that the actual homeowners had said, told them, don't go into the garage. You can't put anything in the garage. They rented the house and they stayed in the house but they never went into the garage. Interesting. Yeah. And they didn't smell anything? It was so old that it was mummified. It was beyond decomposition. Uh, but at some point it had a stink. I would imagine. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh That's gross. That's, uh, that's America for that was in Detroit. Man. Yeah. Hoo-hoo. Yeah. Poochie. Speaking of nasty, here's a veteran politician ah. who groped a female. Man. That was a hundred. Well, she is. She's a hundred and three years old. Are you serious? Dear Lord. What in the world would possess you to do that? Oh, that's a good word. That's a good question. What would possess him mm-hmm. to do that? Exactly. This guy's a veteran Pennsylvania politician. He's facing disgusting. indecent assault charges for repeatedly, repeatedly molesting. Oh. molesting a 103-year-old woman confined to a nursing home. On three occasions, William Springler, he's 75 years old, allegedly groped the breasts of the victim who resides at the Wayne Nursing Home in Delaware County. That's right. Springler was first seen groping the mentally disabled victim on December 15th. A nursing home employee told the cops, she said, I saw him touching the woman's oh. right breast and moving his hand around her chest area in a manner that can not Can you imagine be how shocking that would have been? Oh, yeah. See, that's like, no, I, no, there's no way. I couldn't have. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have. No way. But it's true. 
She says two days later, Springler returned to the nursing home and again groped the woman. And then when he saw the worker observing him, his face turned red and he immediately left the facility. (laughs) And then on December 23rd, a worker told police that she saw Springler again touching the woman's breasts. The victim, she's 103 years old. Okay. She suffers from dementia. Hmm. And guess what? It even gets worse. She's his mother-in-law. She's his 103-year-old mother-in-law, mentally disabled in a nursing home. Oh, my Lord. And he's touching her boobies. What? Dear Lord. Ah, that's nasty. What? That's disgusting. The woman suffers from dementia. She's physically and mentally unable to defend herself. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. She's completely dependent upon staff for around-the-clock care. Yeah. So he was charged with three counts of indecent assault on a person with mentally disability. Uh, He was arraigned Friday on misdemeanor charges, released on $10,000 bill. Really? That's it? $10,000 bill? He's out. Uh, He's been ordered to have no contact with the victim. He's a, he's a licensed real estate broker, and he's been active in politics for decades. He's a Democrat or a Demorat or Demon Rat. Uh, and he's been elected to the Delaware County Council and the Radnar Township Commission. Uh, he served 25 years before stepping down uh, from his post last year. He's a Villanova University graduate. He's a father of two adult children and the grandfather of six. And he previously lived with the elderly victim before she was placed See, in nursing care. That's probably what made her go cuckoo in the first place. <sighs> yeah. Well, you can imagine what he's been doing this whole time. Well, yeah. He just happened to get caught now. But when she lived with him, my goodness. This is, this is the world we live in, Ms. Kapow. It's disgusting. It's, uh, it's off the rails. And seriously, he really should... Uh... Something else should have happened to him. $10,000 bill. Yeah, that's nothing. Well, if it's in California. And what kind of history does he have? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't like it. No, this is a weird story because there's more to this story about the Mormon, the Mormon church, Mm. the Mormon, the Mormon tabernacle church, Mm. a singer resigned from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. She says she could never look herself in the mirror again if she performed for Trump's inauguration. She obviously suffers from... TDS. TDS. She has TDS syndrome. Poor thing. She couldn't take part of the ceremonies. Um, The Mormon Tabernacle Choir's acceptance of the invitation to sing at uh, Donald Trump's inauguration has spawned widespread debate among the faithful and thousands of signatures on a petition demanding the decision's reversal. Now, the choir's participation has even more fallout, the resignation of a female singer who suffers from TDS. Here's what she said. Since the announcement 
I have spent several sleepless nights and days in turmoil and agony. Doesn't that I sound love pizza? Yeah, it sounds to symptoms. me. It sounds like to me she's in the final stages of TDS. Yeah, the final stages. She goes on and she says, I have reflected carefully on both sides of the issue, prayed a lot, talked with family and friends, and searched my soul. Oh, for the love of pizza. Yeah, she won't sing for Donald Trump, but she'll worship uh, in a church founded by Joseph Smith, a, a demonic seer using seeing stones and a magic hat uh, with his Masonic symbols everywhere, but uh, she won't sing for the president of the United States. What a loss that's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Donald's going to look around and go, wow, they just don't sound the same without Not Jan. Jan. Mm-hmm. You know, we need Jan here. Oh my Lord. And what are we going to do? Jan Chamberlain wrote in a resignation letter to the choir president and choir members. Here she says, this is, and this is her TDS voice. Mm-hmm. I've tried to tell myself that by not going to the inauguration that I would be able to stay in choir for all the other good reasons. I've tried to tell myself that it will be all right and that I can continue in good conscience before God and man. Oh, but she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. She said in a later, she says, I could never look myself in the mirror again with self-respect. Oh, my God. And today you can. You could look yourself in the mirror and go, I respect myself. Oh, my gosh. TDS is an amazing, an amazing disease. It's an amazing, amazing mental it really disorder. really is a deception. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a mental disorder. They're nuts. They're under a, a cloud of delusion. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, she said the choir's participation in the inauguration would severely damage its image and networking <laughs> because no one knows who they are. They got a network. You know, who's, who's, who's going to produce their next CD, you know, if they sing for Trump? I mean, you know, who's going to accept the Grammy? Uh, she added that many good people throughout this land and throughout the world already do and will continue to feel betrayed. I know that I, too, feel betrayed. Wow. Wow. Just stay in Utah. Just be a little Utahan. Just live in your little Utah world. Have some marijuana. Weird. Yeah. Weird. It's not illegal there. It's not legal there. They have to come here. They can come here, yeah, though, and have some marriage. They can come here to get their booze. Um, we have uh, in Mesquite. We're on the border of uh, Arizona, Utah, and we have this big, huge discount liquor in uh, in our city mm-hmm. called Lee's Discount Liquor. And it's like Costco, but nothing but booze. It's just it's like it's a big warehouse and, and any imaginable booze is there and it's cheap. And it's, it's really funny, especially like on Sunday mornings and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we're going to breakfast and you drive by Lee's Discount Liquor. And just the whole parking lot's filled with, with cars. And uh, they're all Utah plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, all come, they all come from Utah to get their booze. Because Utah has these uh, hypocritical strict standards mm-hmm. and they uh, about their, their alcohol content, mm-hmm. like real low real alcohol low. content in their booze and stuff. So what they do is... You know, they worship, uh, you know, Joseph Smith on Sunday and then they come there and they buy their booze and get drunk and and uh, whatever else, you know, strange, like all religions. Very strange. Uh, anyway, for this gal, it's a moral issue. And uh, now here's what she says. Here's what she wrote. You're going to love this. This is classic TDS symptoms. OK, this is classic. She said, 
quote, I only know I could never throw roses to Hitler, and I certainly could never sing for him. Isn't that classic? It's classic TDS. It she's is. comparing him to Hitler. Right. Wow. So anyway, she's been with the choir for five years. She's going to quit. She's complained. She, she can't look at herself in the mirror, blah, blah, blah. The LDS leaders, the Latter-day Saint leaders, um, announced a decision to perform last week. Not all 360 singers will make the trip, but church officials said about 215 are expected to volunteer. It's a big volunteer thing. Now, to put it in perspective, the choir previously sang at um, George H.W. Bush inauguration in 1989, Richard Nixon in 1969, Lyndon Johnson in 65. It performed an inaugural parades for George W. in 2001's George H.W. Bush in 89, Ronald Reagan in 81. It's not a political thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soon after the announcement about the choir's appearance at Trump's event, Randall Thacker. Now, here's here's where I find here's where I find the story goes even deeper because yeah. you can you can make fun of Jan because she suffers from uh, TDS. TDS, yeah. You know she needs she needs some medical marijuana, and she needs to go on her little uh, island there in Utah, maybe mm-hmm. in Salt Lake, the, right there in the middle of Salt Lake, a little island. Get some medical marijuana, keep them keep them sedated, mm-hmm. so that they don't get upset and get all you know a constant hysteria. Mm-hmm. And that's what she needs. She's a victim. Make a little like Guatemala Bay, but for two TDS victims. Mm-hmm. That's what she needs. But this guy, his name is Randall Thacker, which I think is a great name for a, for a gay guy. Mm-hmm. Thacker. Um, he's a lifetime Mormon, uh, or like I like to call him Moreholes. <laughs> and he's a past president of, check this out, a, an organization called Affirmation. Which is a support organization for gay Latter-day Saints. I never knew they had such a thing. Mm-hmm. Why would that surprise me? But I know, right? I know. I never knew they had gay Latter-day Saints. I don't know how they, how they, how they, 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 they do that. But uh, anyway, uh, affirmation. So it's a support organization for um, gay guys that are Mormons. He launched a petition... Arguing the choir's participation. Now, check this out. Here's his argument. Remember, he's a gay Mormon. Past president of a gay Mormon organization. And here's what he writes. That the participation, quote, does not reflect the values of Mormonism and does not represent its diverse 15 plus million members worldwide. But sleeping with a man and committing sodomy does. <laughs> and that, my friend, is TDS. Oh, wow. TDS. By Thursday, the petition had 19,000 signatures, most whom reportedly are Mormons from across the U.S. and across the globe. And many were were saddened and perplexed by the decision to send the choir and urge LDS leaders to reconsider. Meanwhile, choir members who had concerned about Trump or their participation could opt out not to put their names into the lottery used to select those to perform. Can you imagine? I mean, the honor it would be to do that. I know. For any president. I mean, I hate Obama, but if I got invited to the White House to to uh, to uh, 
to share a, a Muslim cookie with him, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I like cookies. Um, meanwhile, choir members who have concerns about Trump, uh, like I said, they can opt out. The response to the choir's appearance has been mixed with, with people expressing both opposition and support. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Utahns, a lot of people that, that voted for him that want mm-hmm. this. What are you talking about? Anyway, the choir's long tradition of performing for presidents is not an implied support or party affiliation or politics. It's a demonstration of our support for freedom, civility, and the peaceful transition of power. Ta-da. Ta-da. But when you suffer from TDS, yeah. um, you know, th- none of that makes sense. Mm-hmm. None of it. So I think that's about it, Ms. Kapow. I want to urge the people, if they get a shot, to go to our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media on Facebook page. Like the page. You know, it's weird. We have like 1,693 likes, and it never goes above 1,700. Never. Mm-hmm. And they get notified, hey, three people liked it. For it never goes. So I think Facebook, they purposely hold it down because they want you to spend money and adver- advertise or something. They're just a bunch of yahoos. You know, I ha- you have to have it because that's the way every other Yahoo uses the social media. So there's no other way to do it. But anyway, um, that's not my rant. My rant here, uh, there's a couple of things that are kind of um, funny. Uh, there is a da, 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 da. Let's see. I posted. Oh, oh, right here. This is from The Onion. Everybody know what The Onion is? It's a satirical news organization. They do satire. Yeah. It's funny. Pretty funny. Um, I posted this. It's called, uh, <laughs> it's called, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Bloomberg defends NYPD's controversial stop and kiss program. Like, you know, stop and frisk, mm-hmm. but it's a fake news story about these cops stopping people, you know, and then frisk, you know, you know, handcuffing them and then giving them a kiss. And uh, the guys are all upset because they said they stopped me for no reason. And then they kissed me. And it's satire. It's supposed <laughs> yeah, to be it's, funny. It's really funny. And I thought it was pretty. It was one of the funniest things. But what was, what was interesting is I had several likes on it. But I had one guy uh, that put an angry face on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently he thought it was real. Even though I, I said right in the beginning of the post, satire folks, satire folks. But this is the funniest satirical video on policing I have ever seen. <laughs> Right. But he gave me an angry face because I think he thought it was real. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I did. And I see what, what else? There was something else. Oh, I also posted on there December 30th, the worst of NSNBC in 2016. And I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. These clips because um, they all they had TDS and it's pretty, pretty weird. That other uh, one is interesting about that, Azalea Banks. Yes, yes. Uh, she posted this weird video of her satanic worship room, which was blood-soaked. Um, she hadn't cleaned it in three years, and so she posts herself, films herself, videos it, posted on Instagram of her uh, cleaning her witchcraft room, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty, pretty weird Um you got to think about the days we live in. That's yeah. that kind of stuff is so upfront now. Very bizarre. Anyway, I think this is it, uh, Ms. Capel. So, um, well, then I shall say, ciao, babies. <laughs> <laughs>